Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. On this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Terry Hernan. She's an EFT tapping practitioner who helps her clients achieve their objectives through compassion and kindness and tapping. Her credo is, when we feel better, we can do better. Excellent. Enjoy the benefits of EFT right away with her free guide, the Easy Peasy Guide to Tapping, available at terryhernan.com. And that'll be in the show notes too, so that you can have easy access to great tips. And now, welcome, Terry. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Ronnie. I'm so excited to talk to you about this because I know that you've had some incredible results and that's really what I'm most interested in, things that work. And that's why I say that in the description of my podcast. I think that's really important because sometimes there are a lot of methods and things out there and I'm sure every method works for somebody, but EFT seems to have nearly universal heal and effectiveness. Why don't you tell me about what you see as the magic of EFT? Well, I think the magic is the simplicity of it, that it's help at your fingertips and you can use it at any time. If you're in a situation, for example, where you're feeling uncomfortable, you can go into a lady's room and you can tap and bring down that fight, light, freeze response and just feel better instantly, really. So it can reduce anxiety really quickly. Yeah. I mean, studies have shown, there've been imaging studies that show its results, its effect on the amygdala. So yeah. So that little, or your stress response, that little plan where it all. Oh, is that where it comes from? from the amygdala, which is, is that in the back of the brain and the neck? Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Ah, it works directly on that area of the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It calms you down almost immediately. And the other magical part of it is that anyone can do it. It's just very simple. There's nothing complicated about it. People are teaching it to children in schools and having great results with it. Do you feel it helps to have a guide if that's available? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because I guess the first time I used it where I really saw like the, the effect of it the was with the practitioner. But then I went on to use it as a self-help technique when I was in you know situations which were uncomfortable or very stressful or almost really borderline traumatic. So I did use it on myself, but I do find sometimes that I do have some blind spots and it's helpful to work with a practitioner to get to the root of things. Sometimes. Other times, it's just great to use it on the fly. So what got you started doing this work? My mother had 
She was diagnosed in July of 2004. And, you know, as she got progressively worse, we would all go, I live in Connecticut, and I would go down to Manhattan to help out on the weekends. And during the week, I was fine. I was going through the motions. But then when I got to sleep at night, I would fall asleep out of sheer exhaustion. But then I would wake up in the middle of the night and I'd be on the ceiling. I'd be like near panic. And part of it was that I think it was the gravity of the situation of dealing with my mother, realizing that she was dying. And then also I had two small children at home who I was leaving, leaving. And I guess they were, I think they were seven and nine at the time and leaving them to care for my mother. So I felt like I was in two places at once. I felt like I wasn't doing a good job for my children. I felt like I really wasn't doing a good job for my mother. And that caused a lot of stress. So I didn't sleep properly from say the diagnosis of July of 2004 until a year after she died, September of 2006, I was still wow. not sleeping. And I realized, and my father and my sister were kind of prevailing upon me to see a doctor because it looked 103 years old. <laughs> um, I, I really did. My sister in particular was saying, you need a prescription. And I know I did not want to go that route because I had read about these people waking up in the middle of the night and like emptying out their refrigerators and getting into their car. Ambient, the joys of Ambien. <laughs> I'm not going there. What I was doing was I would have a couple of, if I woke up in the middle of the night, I would have a couple of pints of Guinness, you know, just to kind of take the edge off. But I realized that, you know, this is not a healthful situation. You can't be nursing yourself to sleep every night with, with Guinness. So. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I mean, hangover wasn't that great, but yeah, the rest of it was fine. But around the same time I started going to Toastmasters. So while the girls were in school, I'd go to Toastmasters and I was preparing for my first speech. And I went to a networking meeting and I ran into a EFT practitioner or somebody who was preparing for certification. And we became friendly and kind of heard of EFT before, but I wasn't really interested in it. I'd seen a book about it, but I wasn't interested. And she offered to work with me to prepare for my first speech because I was nervous about it. And we worked together in a Panera Bread. I met her one morning in a Panera Bread and we started, she's, you know, how's everything going? I said, oh, everything's fine. I didn't sleep all that well last night, but you know, I'm fine. And she goes, well, tell me a little bit more about that. And then I told her the story and she said, well, let's forget about the public speaking. Let's work on the sleep issue. And I was like, okay. So we did that and we worked on it for about 45 minutes. Now this is unusual with EFT. Sometimes it takes more, you know, you're peeling the layers of an onion. Sometimes it's going to take a little longer to get a result, but this was one of those what do they call them? The one minute miracles that people in EFT talk about sometimes. But we worked together for 45 minutes. And at one point in one of the rounds, the third, fourth, or fifth round, and I remember being very embarrassed because here we are like rush hour in a Panera bread. People are in getting their muffins and we're right. these two people are sitting there tapping on their faces and, right, you know, right. and because when they call it tapping, you're literally tapping on different parts of your body, your eyebrow, your cheek, uh, you know, your collarbone, whatever. So yeah, you're sitting there in Panera tapping. Okay. Right. Tapping on my face. And, and this is again, 2006. So fewer people knew about it then than they do yeah. now. That's for sure. I felt a shift at a certain point, like a profound shift, like she just nailed it. And I just had this overwhelming sense of relief and release also. So anyway, goodbye. Thanks very much. Went out to my car, looked in the rear view, like all the like sunscreen and stuff that I had on my face. It kind of like lifted off during this process. And um, I went home, went about the day, took the kids off the bus at dinner. And that night I went to sleep and I slept through the night. 
for the first time since July of 2004. So this is September of 2006. So I was like, wow, there really is something to this. And from then on, he downloaded Gary Craig's you know, self-help manual and did buy his CDs. I still have them as a matter of fact. I would use them. And I went with my aunt to, to Jerusalem. We went to Israel and, and she was an elderly woman. And in the middle of the trip, she stopped walking. So here I am in Israel with a woman who cannot walk. And I'm like, what am I doing here? And tapping was a big factor in me getting through that up is that whole situation, navigating everything because the stress level was really intense and you cannot make wise decisions when you're that stressed, your brain just shuts down. So that's a good reason to have started the tapping. And it's so great that you had so much success. Is that what really inspired you to then become a practitioner? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I was using it for myself for a long time. It wasn't until 2014 that I decided to pursue certification. I was using it for myself and having great success with it. But then at some point I was like, you know, I really want to learn more about this. And I really want to be able to help other people with it. So that was it. Excellent. Why don't you tell me a little bit about some of your clients and the magic they've experienced through EFT? Just a couple examples would be great. Yeah, I'm hesitant to call it magic because there is a lot of scientists, scientific background on it. You know, it feels like magic when it's happening. Let me tell you, let me tell you. To me, magic can be proven through science. And if you've read Dean Rabin's book, Real Magic, that's all about remote viewing and everything that they've now proven scientifically. So that's okay. Magic can still be scientific. We just haven't caught up with the truth about magic and science. And I, I agree with you. I agree with you hundred percent. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it certainly did feel that way. I had a wonderful experience with a, an athlete. She wanted to be a triathlete. She could run marathons. She could do the bike portion. But when it came to the, the open water business, the whole bit of, see, I'm not an athlete at all. So, you know, I don't know really, but she said once she got into open water, she would freeze and she couldn't complete that part of the triathlon. So we worked together and then she sent me a note saying that she was a triathlete. She had completed the triathlon because she could get to the one side of the body of water, whatever that body of water was, you know, one, one side to the other. Yeah. You don't always know what changes, right? Like, did you uncover some past life where she was swallowed by a shark or like, do you know what happened? No. In the course of the tapping, she remembered something that happened in her childhood. We were able to tap on that. And that was the answer. She was holding on to this subconsciously because she wasn't even, you know, we were talking ahead of time. It never came up. But in the course of the tapping, what's really interesting about tapping is when you're tapping, you're talking to your subconscious, but then after a while, your subconscious talks to you. Mm. So things pop up and then we were able to clear it and it was beautiful. That is amazing. So when you're tapping, you're doing two things. You're talking and you're using specific language and then you're also doing the physical bit of using your fingers to tap on your body. So what's happening there with the tapping on the body? What's going on there? Well, you're tapping on the meridian endpoints. Yeah. And yeah, and you're moving energy through your body. So, and people will say, how does it work? And I really don't know how that it works. I just know that it does work. And that's as far as I go, because the science end, if people are interested in the science, there's a woman named Peter Stapleton, who is a clinical psychologist in Australia, and who's done tons of research on EFT and that whole aspect, the scientific aspect. And I don't talk about it that much because I really honestly don't care. Like if you ask me if I have a pain and somebody 
gives me an Advil. You know, I'm not going to ask you what's the science behind this and how does it work? All I know is that I want to be out of my pain and I take the Advil and it works and that's great. So as far as EFT is concerned, is I'm concerned that it does work and, and how that's really not relevant to me. Okay. I'm thinking if you're tapping on the meridians, you're probably helping the energy flow. So if there was, you any, are. Yes. If there was yes. any blockage or sluggishness or anything, when, you know, you get the energy moving and when the energy is flowing properly, that also probably helps to relieve any kind of stress or whatever, because once you're in the flow, then there's nothing resisting. So exactly, exactly. You were clearing energy blockages in the body. Yeah. yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. So tell me a little bit about EFT in the intention experiment. Does that come from, oh, what was that woman's name who did the power of eight? Lynn McTaggart? Yes. Yeah. And she wrote the power of intention and the power of eight. And then what she did was she did these scientific studies where she would gather people from like disparate parts of the planet to all concentrate on a particular goal and, and see if it moved a situation. So for example, They wanted to see if they could affect, if they could decrease a crime level in a certain area. That was one such experiment. There have been a bunch of them and I have a book, but I don't have the book in front of me right now. But they were able to see that the fact that people were concentrating their energy on decreasing the crime rate in a certain area, it worked. And it was really interesting because she detailed all the science. Like it wasn't just, oh yeah, we did this and it was really cool and it worked. They, it was, you know, very rigorous scientific experiment. And again, I don't have it in front of me. If anybody is interested in reading about that, the book is The Power of Eight and it's by Lynn, Lynn McTaggart. And it's, it's really fascinating what the human mind and collectively what the human mind can affect, the changes that we can affect in society and the world. So uh, you asked about EFT and the intention experiment. Yes. Well, I belong to a group where we decided to combine the two of them. So what we did was we were working, we're working on Ukraine. And of course, a lot of us have a lot of distress and a lot of despair and a lot of depression about the situation there. And, you know, having to see these images on our televisions every day and, and then not wanting to see the television the images, but then not wanting to not see them because we don't want to ignore the fact that these things are happening and what do we want to do about them? So uh, the idea was that we would tap around our distress. We would tap around and bring down the kind of clear that emotion, that negative Mm. emotion, feelings of helplessness, powerlessness, and so on, and then focus on a particular result, you know, in Ukraine. So we would focus on, say, a grandmother, for example, in Russia was one person, one example of a person who was getting misinformation. And, you know, we realize the influence a lot of the times that a a matriarch or a grandmother can have in a family. So focusing on her, intending for her to maybe, you know, maybe the light to kind of creep, creak into her young consciousness and what's the truth here. And then we worked on, you know, people in Ukraine as well. And Vladimir Putin was a target as well. I think he's probably going to need a little bit, a few more sessions, but the whole idea is, yeah, the whole idea is to like send peace and kindness and compassion to maybe that little boy. And I know this is a very unpopular thing. This is a very triggering thing for a lot of people. A lot of people are very resistant to it, but to send some sort of light to someone who is so dark in the hopes that he can be changed. Now we did, it was interesting when we did the experiment, a lot of times when you're doing experiments like this, you get ideas. So we're all, you know, we're all in our own space. And we're envisioning, you're sending love, you're sending peace and you're sending whatever. And a few of us had the same 
reaction that we somehow, you know, we envisioned not consciously, hello, some in the vision. No, the vision popped up of Vladimir Putin being bullied being vulnerable. And it was interesting because after we did that experiment, a few days later, I read in the press that he had indeed been, indeed been bullied as a school child because he was smaller than the other boys. So did we change Vladimir Putin? Obviously not. I mean, but I do think that if collectively we were, people were to do that on a regular basis, you know, to send light, to send love, to send kindness, to send compassion, maybe you could, you know, enlarge his hard, pebbly little heart. <laughs> okay. Wow. And I realize that is controversial. I know people, no, no. you know. I think that's really interesting. You're, you're approaching this for a good reason. You're approaching this for peace. You're not manipulating him to do something bad or something that, you know, is for your own particular interest, it encouraging the light to expand within him to, you know, really help his people and Ukraine's people. So I don't know, I'm okay, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and ultimately, the goal is peace for Ukraine, you know, peace sure. for Ukraine, peace for the whole world, you know, I mean, that's the right. goal. Yeah. You have, you know, these certain actors in the world, we don't need to name them, but they're just several individuals who driven by causing ego. drama yeah. yeah yeah all right so the intention experiment that you did you first you used the eft to clear right so that's really interesting because this probably has other applications if you're just using that as a clearing methodology you might clear before you meditate or clear before mm -hmm. you go to bed or clear after a bad dream or clear before you go take your driver's test if you're a kid or whatever it is, you know, anything that you feel anxious about, you could clear and before something happens or after something happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is, you know, you can have so many applications. And as you said, in front of a driver's test to tap, to bring down your level of anxiety. And what I really like EFT for is clearing negative beliefs. So I know that a lot of your work revolves around love, meeting the right person. And so, so many people have negative ideas when it comes to love, like it's not in the cards for them, or there are no good women around, there are no good men around, you know, everybody wants me for my money, everybody wants me for this. There are all those negative beliefs around love. And also, I mean, if you turn on your television, you're just fed a barrage of yeah. you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good all day long. So EFT can be so helpful because mindset is so important to yes. achieving anything, whether it's yeah. love, a job, um, you know, anything in your life, an, an athletic result, a scholastic result, you know, doing well on a test. EFT is really effective in working on a negative belief. And I'll just give you an example of how you can do that is just to tap on that negative belief. And if you go to my website and you'll see the download for the free guide, which makes, you know, tell you how to do it. It's, it's very simple. And you would just tap on the negative belief. Like there are no good men in the world. All the good men are taken, you know, and you would tap on that belief. And a lot of people are resistant to tapping on the negative belief because they're afraid they're going to be affirming that or bringing that back into their body. But what you're doing is you're talking to your subconscious. So even though there are no good men in the world, I 
that's the way it is, right? So you're tapping on that and you'll go around the points. Uh, there are no good men in the world. And at some point, you're, something's going to kick out and it's going to say, well, that's not true because, and, and then you'll, something else will follow. Well, that's not true because, all right. And then you might say, well, you know, Jane met somebody wonderful. So obviously, you know, that can't be true. But then you'll be like, well, that's Jane. Jane gets everything she wants, you know? <laughs> and then you're just going to go on this and follow this trail and you're going to be tapping on all these negative emotions. And eventually what'll happen is if you, you work at it for a little while, you're going to see that a lot of it is just like malarkey. It's like just stuff you've been fed, just stuff that you swallowed that makes no sense and is directing your behavior and affecting your results. You know, I mean, you leave your house defeated, even if you're not conscious a lot of the times of these beliefs that you might harbor in the course of the tapping, they will pop up and you're like, where did I get that? Where did that come from? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Malarkey is one of my favorite words. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But let's face it. You are not going to meet the right person or you're not going to get the right job as long as you believe that you're not capable of it or it's not a possibility for you. You will sabotage yourself every single time. You won't even see the possibilities. I mean, I remember one point in my life, there was this guy who was interested in me, really, really attractive guy. I didn't see it. It, what it, I didn't see it. I thought that I wasn't good enough for him. There was no way that he would be interested in me, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, you know, like a year later, he's dating somebody else. And I was like, wait a second. (laughs) Like, it was, I was, you know, it was a little surprised. Not, I'm not saying that, oh, I was better than she was. No, I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just saying that I was definitely in her league, you know? And I was just like, wow, I didn't even see the fact that this guy was interested in me because it wasn't a possibility for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Because when I work with my clients, one of the first things we do is help them start on the path to believing that love is your destiny. And what's interesting about that is you can get that into your subconscious mind. You can do it. It can, You can shift it. I'm sure EFT is one good way of getting rid of some of the things blocking that. But there's a lot of methodologies for talking to your subconscious mind, but it does take effort. It does take focus. You have to pay attention to it and put effort into it And unfortunately, a lot of people won't do the consistency, you know, so yeah, it really makes a big difference because if you don't believe whatever it is, if you don't believe you can get the job, if you don't believe you can find the man, if you don't believe there's a good guy out there, if you don't believe you're good enough for whatever it is, you will live that as the truth because that is your truth, but you can actually change your truth. And that's what's most amazing. And that's what you're talking about with the tapping is getting into the subconscious mind because the subconscious mind is the root of all manifestation. And so if it's not on board, it's not happening. No, no. And, and affirmations are wonderful. Like affirmations are so helpful, but sometimes, you know, if you say, you know, I am happily married to a loyal, loving, reliable, successful man, and then you're some what comes out is no, you're not. There's nobody out there like that for you. There's just, that doesn't exist. And that is where tapping comes in. Mm. As soon as you like you. Are you saying it can help resolve that conflict? Cause that's a huge inner conflict. If you are saying affirmations, like I'm married to a loyal, wonderful man and internally you're going, that's, that's a crock. You're not married. You're not, there's no good men out there. What are you talking about? Now you have an internal conflict that's 
really going to be problematic, right? Exactly. Because your subconscious is just going to tell you, no, that's not true. It's ridiculous. And then you're going to prove yourself right every time, you know, but if you can take that sentence or you go for the thing that you're looking for, we all know what we don't want, right? We all, we've dated it. So you've dated what you don't want. What qualities did that person have that we didn't, don't want in a future relationship? And so you write down the opposite Then you come up with a little affirmation, you know, and we put it in the present tense. I am you know, married to a loyal, loving, reliable, successful, fun, always should be fun, man. <laughs> and you look at that and you're like, oh, that's preposterous. That just does not exist. You know, it just doesn't. And, you know, and, and there's plenty of evidence to say that it doesn't exist because every time you turn on the television or you the news or, or the yeah. internet, they're all telling you about how all these relationships were, you know, fraught, you know, they've got yeah. all these problems. And, or they and, keep talking about fishing, catfishing and all the, and, you know, and the Tinder guy and the, you know, it's just, I get so exhausted. I'm like, stop talking about that. It's a small percentage. Exactly. And I think what you need to do then is really, it's really important to be, you know, kind of just protect your, your mind. Your mind is so powerful. you right. So you need it to work for you. So we're going to have that affirmation. We're going to look at it. You just look at it and you say, okay, well, this is bunk. And then you can write down why it is bunk, why this is not possible for you. And that's what you're tapping on. That's what you people tap. will say, yeah. People will say, well, what words do I use? The words that, the words that work for you, your words. So I am happily married to a loyal, loving, reliable, successful man. Oh, there are no reliable men. This guy stood, Stu stood me up every single time. This guy lied to me. This guy cheated on me, whatever. So even though, you know, Stu cheated on me, it, that's just the way it was. I mean, even though Stu cheated on me and all men cheat, that's the way it is, right? And you're going to tap on that, uh, this idea that all men cheat because the media tells us, and they've been telling us, for long, all men cheat. They just have to. They're biologically hardwired. You know, they can't help it. Yeah. So tap on that crap and then just tap on it and you know and what's going to come up in the course of your 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 tapping is you're going to realize that well yeah a lot some men do cheat but some men don't cheat and you may pop up with some examples of you know uncle larry who was so devoted to aunt daisy you know that he he never she died and he never married again you know I mean, you'll come up with these examples yeah. or maybe the idea that I can't have a successful relationship and I can't and have a, a career or a good career at the same time. These are all beliefs. You can just tap on them. And eventually as they evaporate, your field opens and the field of possibility opens and things change. Sounds magical to me. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Well, Terry. Thank you so much for sharing your tapping wisdom, giving us some insights into how EFT works, some different ways to use the process, which I loved. And do you have any parting words of wisdom that you want to share with the listeners today? Yes. Your mindset is, it determines everything. Do not discount the power of your mindset. Do whatever you can to protect your mind and just and respect the power of your mind because your mind will help you get where you want to go and turn off all the noise if you need to. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I just want to take a minute to talk about a new testimonial I got, which, you know, sort of uh, blew me away. I was really thrilled with it. So let me just read it to you. Ronnie offers the best dating advice I've ever gotten. She's totally practical, super insightful, kind, compassionate, and right on the money. Plus, she's completely honest and direct without ever making me feel badly about what's going on. I'm always glad I followed her advice. She knows what she's talking about without question. 
Sally, thank you so much. That was really wonderful to hear. It just gives me a thrill. And I hope that it might convince some other women to reach out and get the help and support, insight and guidance that will make a difference and help you find love. I'm also running a special this summer, Laser Love Coaching for summer 2022. You can find it at nevertoolate.biz slash laser. I'm doing these 90-minute sessions. Instead of long-term coaching, I'm doing these deep dives for just 90 minutes where we're going to get in there. We're going to identify what's going on. We're going to release blocks if that's what's necessary with energy clearing or tweak your profile or talk about strategies that work best for online dating and the apps or how to better understand men and read between the lines of what's really going on. So if I can help you find love for this summer, that would be such an honor and I hope you'll connect with me. Thank you for listening. This is Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertoolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you. Thank you.